on, man. And with the local DBC news, Edo Cool J with a triumphant comeback. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Welcome to the final episode of the Hell's Kitchen Cast Sweet Christmas Power Hour. Last episode for now. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chipsella. And join me tonight, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Not too bad, not too bad. Get, getting a little bit excited for uh, Iron Fist now. Are you? Because everybody's <laughs> shitting all over it. Yeah, no, I've just, I've, I've got a feeling that it's actually good. I don't know why. <laughs> I was reading uh, an interview earlier this afternoon with, um, what's his name? Finn Jones? Is that his name? Yep. Okay. That's it, yep. And the critics are basing this, they've only seen the first six episodes. Mm-hmm. So it might be that it's a slow burn. We're agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people. We we know that the first 10 episodes can suck. We've been through that. <laughs> do, do you know what, though? Like, uh, earlier on tonight, like, before I watched the, the final episode of uh, of Luke Cage Season 1, which mm. we'll, we'll get to in a while, uh, I, I did watch the trailer for Iron Fist because they've started promoting it heavily now. And it's like the thing you see on Netflix as soon as you pop into it. It's mm. like, oh, Iron Fist trailer, all episodes March 17th or I think. Yeah, it's 17th, I think. Or is it 19th? 17th. 17th. Um, but yeah, so, uh, like, the trailer pops up. I'm like, while well, it's there, I'll just watch it. And I watched the trailer, and I'm like, that was fucking good. I really, like, because I don't think I've seen that trailer before. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited to actually to see it now, uh, where I wasn't excited at all before. It kind of reminds me a lot of Daredevil, except that he's got, like, the magic fist thing. Because mm. like Claire's in it, and you've got Karen seems to be in it as well, uh, and uh, Madame Gao, Gao, Gao is in Gal. it as well. Yeah. So and they've got the whole the Steve Serpent thing going on there. So I'm intrigued to see all these things. And uh, Colleen Wing looks really cool as well. Yeah. Uh, and like it looks like we're going back to like choreographed fight scenes, which like have gone by Daredevil, like. These guys are, it'll be the same choreographers, I would imagine. These guys are the masters of, like, choreographed fight scenes. Like, Daredevil had some insane fight scenes, and I can't wait to see more of, the, like, that sort of stuff in Iron Fist. Uh, I think that's definitely been one of the things that Luke Cage is, was missing, like, decent fights. I agree with you. I think um, it was all right. We'll get into it because we're going to do our... Um, we're going to do our uh, wrap up of the whole show uh, at the end of this, but I I th- I, I kind of agree. It's um, 
we need um it was part, it was probably one of the th- I mean we might as well get into it quickly but uh other than the final uh episode of Luke Cage we didn't have any great fight scenes no cuz there was nobody that could go toe to toe with Luke no like he just he basically just walked through everybody yeah that was all which, I mean, it was just kind of. Go ahead. Hmm. I mean, it's kind of flashy and like uh, it's like, oh, look at this guy. He's super strong. He can't be stopped by bullets. Blah blah blah. But I mean, no one was a threat to him apart from like the one guy. Right. So, uh, I, I don't. You know, like I said, I, I'm looking forward to the choreo, choreo, the fight choreography again. I'm looking forward to. Um, <clears throat> the the show itself, and I, as we announced on, um, or I announced uh, a couple of days ago, we actually got invited, or or I got invited uh, through uh, Marvel Unlimited to go uh, go to the premiere. Nice. Yeah. Only problem. Uh, the the premiere is Tuesday night. It's in New York. Uh, was all set to go. You know, leave work early. We are getting, I guess, a winter snowstorm that could set records for the amount of snow that it's going to dump on us starting t- wow. t- Tuesday morning. Sometime, uh, uh, and by, by 8 in the morning, it's going to be coming down at inches per hour. And right... Right now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not an inch an hour, inches per hour, and uh, supposedly we're going to get somewhere between fifteen to twenty-four inches where I live. <laughs> Fucking hell! Okay, you're, <laughs> two you're goddamn go feet of snow. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be in the huh? You're going to be in the house that day, I think, eating the fiery peppers. Yes, yes, my, cooking my fiery peppers with apples and uh, and uh, raw meat. <laughs> um, so I I keep watching the email to see if they change the date, which may or may not work. Because if I'm home one day from work, it's already going to be an issue. Uh, I mean, I'm going to work from home that day, but it, I'm not as productive. In some senses, you know, I got to be in the office at some point. So whether or not I'll be able to sneak mm. out uh, and do a half day and drive to New York. And even if I could, you know, if there's two feet of snow, uh, you know, even if there's a foot of snow in New York, the parking is going to be uh, insane. So I think mm. we're getting screwed again on this. This will be the <laughs> fourth time that I've had to uh, decline the offer. So, I'm a little pissed. The, the, the gods may change the weather. Odin, all father. There we go. <laughs> we, we need Thor to turn the, make this storm go out to sea. <laughs> or storm. Storm, yeah, well, she, she's not in the MCU, so she doesn't count. No. We'll, we'll have to rely on <laughs> Thor. So, uh, but yes, uh, if for some reason things uh, change, 
we I will go to the Iron Fist premiere on Tuesday, March 14th, but it's not looking good right now. So we shall see. Um, and, and you know, I was like, "Cool, this is gonna be fun. We're gonna, you know, the." Uh, we'll get to see the first two episodes. It's at some theater in New York. It'll be a bit of an adventure. I don't know if any of the stars are going to be there or not. Uh, but, yeah. Well, but it means if I am snowed in, Andy, it does mean I'll join you on 42 Level 1 this week, where we can discuss Zelda. Excellent. So. Uh, so, this being the last sweet Christmas power hour for the season we will be back because they've already uh, confirmed season two of luke cage we and since we have time because we only have one episode this week uh we had some news to mention yeah we did have a few bits and pieces of news that uh, we did kind of skip over on the the last episode uh basically we only talked about any iron fist things um the, the first one that i definitely want to mention was uh the uh, the Black Widow movie is coming. Yeah, I read this a couple times. I'm still of, I it either falls under not news or it's not a confirmation. Well, the the thing is, like, anytime when Kevin Feige said something like this, it's happened. Like he said, Ant Man is happening, like ten years ago, and it finally happened. So. Yeah. It may take 10 years, this Black Widow movie, but it's going to happen sooner or later. It's, it means that, basically, now that Kevin Feige's confirmed that it's happening, it's on the slate. Uh, they've said that it's going to happen after uh, Infinity War. Okay. So, I, I don't know how soon after Infinity War, right enough, but it is going to happen. Um, I'm less interested in it at this point than I would have been, like, three or four years ago, I think. But... I think it would be more interesting to see a kind of origin story of of uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye, which now that those actors are a bit older, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, you don't have to. You can always cast someone else as a as a young Black Widow. You could, but. I don't know that they would. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be ScarJo through the entire thing. Mm. I mean, that that is an option. Um, the Black Widow Hawkeye thing. I I don't know. I kind of like the the modern Black Widow, the current day Black Widow, because of her snarkiness and her cockiness. And I'm not sure you would get that if you went and did the origin and you had the timid timid Widow. Hmm. That makes sense? or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, I, I mean, like, Scarlett Johansson's a good actress, and oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm confident that they'll... Uh... They'll make a good movie out of that, whatever they do, whichever direction they end up taking it. I think that it could be, depending on what way they go with it, it could be a very, like, S.H.I.E.L.D.-focused movie, which would be cool. Could be. And, I mean, if they do it like if they do it that way, which is the way that I would like them to do it, then I would really hope that you'd get some of the S.H.I.E.L.D. people popping in there. Like, certainly Nick Fury 
certainly like Colson, uh, possibly like some of the Shield team. But that's that's a pipe dream <laughs> at this point. That's that's a bit of a pipe dream, but I mean, maybe it could be even a reboot for Shield. Yeah. And uh, you know, unfortunately, it probably means uh, our team goes away more or less. Mm. But uh, but you you never know what they could do with it. There, there's a lot yeah, of ways I, they could go with it. You know, if it's a great espionage movie and uh, we get a lot of waifu and combat and, you know, obviously we know Scarlett Johansson can pull that shit off. She's got the chops mm-hmm. f- for it. She's, hell, right now she's doing, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Ghost in the, the Shell. Mm-hmm. And that looks like uh, it's got some crazy choreography to it. Mm-hmm. Um we could be in for one hell of a time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've seen that they can they can do that sort of stuff well in Shield as well. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've seen a lot of that kind of like waifu stuff as you call it uh, in Shield. So. With um, me and Daisy and whatnot. Like I think it would be awesome to like see like uh, to see Black Widow heading up like a Shield team with like me and Daisy and uh, like Simmons in it. Like at all. All female shield team, <laughs> the A Force, the A Force. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, do you know another thing I'll be curious to see is if they call it Black Widow or if they call it like Natasha Romanov or something like that. Or maybe maybe it is the A Force movie, and she she she's the uh, she's adding up the thing. thing. Yeah. Mm, could be. Would that work? Yeah, I think that would work. Yeah. Because I mean, she's got enough experience in the universe to be able to uh, to lead a team like that, definitely. So, but uh, like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. Hmm. But you know, there she, she deserves her own movie. I think they should have done her other than Ms. Marvel first, personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because she she's already an established character in, in the MCU. I have nothing against Ms. Marvel, but uh, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, has earned the rights to her own movie, in my opinion. Yep. Plus the fact that, I mean, the, like Scarlett Johansson's a massive actress. Mm-hmm. She can she can put bums on seats, mm-hmm. like whatever movie she's in. It doesn't really matter. But this being like a Marvel movie the way they're promoting that, like, it'll be a massive, massive hit. And, and Marvel, Marvel obviously knows that, so they're just, they've also been trying to, like, line it up. I think they've probably been working on this for a while, so I, I think this will, this, will, this is a surefire hit for them. Well, here's here's the problem that I see. If, because obviously Captain Marvel will come out before uh, this does. Mm-hmm. Um, if Captain Marvel is a bomb, is that a re- does that give them the excuse to say, uh, chick superhero movies don't work. We want you see, we, we tried it with Captain Marvel and it didn't work. And instead of you know, the real thing being you use the wrong hero. Well, I don't think that will happen. I think Captain Marvel will be huge. We'll see. Uh, and I, I mean, I think like like the the more interesting one that's coming out uh, very soon actually is the Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Like Marvel will be looking at that very closely, I think, to see how that goes. Because obviously, Wonder Woman has been established in uh, in a movie 
with two two of their biggest characters uh, that were already established in multiple universes, like going back and already established in this universe as well, like Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is that's essentially what happened with Black Widow. They had like Captain America and Iron Man. She was in both of their movies and the Avengers movies and whatnot, and then to spin her out into her own movie. So Marvel will be looking very closely at the Wonder Woman movie to see how it does. And for what it's worth, the Wonder Woman movie actually looks pretty good from the new trailers that have been coming out. Now, I've I've actually I actually enjoyed Batman v Superman. It's not the greatest movie <laughs> of all times. I'm not I'm not going that far, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. It did great the first weekend in the uh, in the box office, and then it tanked to become one of the taking the biggest fall in box office history. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I, I thought it was I thought it was okay. The best part of it was Wonder Woman, though, um, and it, I would say that if if I was to compare Batman v Superman to like rank it in with the all the MCU movies, it comes bottom below the incredible hulk okay it's not as good as even the worst mcu movie <laughs> so <laughs> being, and I mean, I being like, captain america the worst avenger i mean the first avenger uh um, no no i, I would say the, the incredible hulk is the the worst of the mcu movies right. by by quite a long way i know you've not seen that no, one I'm but that one. It, it's back in the early days like before they start of before they sort of worked it all out but it's, it's by far the, the worst of the MCU movies. Um, but yeah, the, it's definitely worse than all of the movies, in, including the first Avenger, which I actually quite liked. Yeah, we'll, we'll never agree on that. So, um, <laughs> Okay, well, I, where I was going with this was the problem is Marvel has developed... Uh, a brand, a franchise. Their movies are well respected. Um, always, always box off. You know, they're a license to print money, more or less. Uh, where the DC ones have not fared as well so far. Mm. So there, there's my one concern. I'm because yes, I think Wonder Woman looks great, but is she going to put put butts in seats? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if DC, uh, you know, DC is trying to basically uh, catch up to Marvel in one fell swoop, and it's the wrong thing to do. I mean, they haven't developed their universe at all. Uh, They're just kind of jumping in and saying, we're going to do what Marvel did, and we're going to do it in two movies, which isn't, you know. And we see how well that's worked so far. It hasn't. Um, so, I yeah, I will. I will definitely go see Wonder Woman. I'll probably be there the opening weekend. But I'm still not convinced that they're going to uh, that it's going to be the big hit that uh, people are hoping for. And the biggest problem is a. It's Wonder Woman, who while well loved, isn't the most popular of DC characters and they haven't been able to do a good movie yet. They've been able to do or they've been able to do a decent movie. They haven't done a great movie. Do, do you know I did actually quite like Suicide Squad. I oh, I thought it was fantastic. But yeah. you know, you 
the the box office was okay. Hmm. I think uh, you know it's still. Uh, I think in the you know. It, it did all right. I think it was like somewhere like eight hundred million or something like that. But uh, a lot of people didn't like it, and it didn't do well critically. So now, uh, now you have the now you have to worry about um, is is this the right movie at the right time for Wonder Woman? Mm-hmm. And as you said, if Wonder Woman doesn't do well. And Captain Marvel doesn't do well, which is a hero that nobody knows, uh, uh, other than other than comic book geeks uh, like us. <laughs> uh, you're in for trouble. I mean, if Wonder Woman tanks and Captain Marvel tanks, is Marvel going to reconsider saying, "Well, the 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 superhero win movies"? just aren't uh, commercially successful. Hmm. I, I don't know. I think I think uh, once those two movies are out, we'll be having a very different conversation because I think both those movies are going to be massive. I hope so. I hope so. That, that's how uh, the genre keeps going and keeps us on the air. If there's no comic book movies, there's no reason, or television shows, there's uh, no reason for this show, right? <laughs> there's always a reason for Agents of Shoe Cast Chip. <laughs> so, we would just talk about something else. We would talk about like uh, shields in medieval warfare or something like that. <laughs> and, and if you haven't figured it out yet, Andy can talk uh, your ear off about pretty much anything. So, yep. <laughs> no worries there. Um, so, but yes, I want a Black Widow movie. Uh, the origin thing could be interesting because they have set up, uh, some subplots along the way over the years, but, uh, a modern day spy thriller would also be pretty cool. Hmm. All right. What else we got, Andy? Um, okay, so we had our our first look at the Inhumans on set, and did we talk about the casting of these ones? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah, we did talk about the casting, yes. cool. So we had our first look at the uh, Inhumans on set, Black Bolt, and uh, a stand-in for Lockjaw. <laughs> yeah, some big and blue thing. So it does indeed look like he's going to be a big giant dog. Well, what not else is going to be? Is cool. He's Lockjaw. No, but they could have made it. They could have made it like a regular sized dog or like a normal mm. dog. Mm. But yeah, it does look like he's going to be a giant dog type character, which is funny. It's what we, <laughs> I, I, I mean, if they screwed it up, you know, uh, the purist would be uh, screaming and uh, and out there with their pitchforks and we'd have a hashtag saying not my lockjaw and bullshit like that. So they they had to get it right. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean that that's that's the that uh, that does interest me. I, I I can't wait to see the Inhumans to see what they do with it because it's totally totally different from what we've seen before. Like I know we've seen Inhumans and Shield, mm-hmm. but this is a totally different take on it. This is the Inhumans that we know like that we know well from the comic books. Not the the sort of fringe in humans. Yeah, once again, 
God is, I'm going to be the negative Nancy here. It's still <laughs> an unknown to, to, to the, to the masses. This is still an unknown quantity. Will this work? Um, I don't know. I have my doubts, but you know, Hey, I have my doubts about every, uh, Marvel Marvel thing that isn't Captain America, Thor, or Iron Man. Mm. Um. So, and and the only reason I'm thinking, you know, this is another one where it's not it's not a household name. It's not Spider Man. It's not Iron Man. It's not Captain America. Who the fuck are the Inhumans, and why are they on my TV? Mm. So you're gonna have to. You're going to have to sell this. I expect that every time you turn on ABC this summer, you're going to be seeing ads for this thing as they're going to promote the shit out of it. And that's what they need to do. And uh, they need to make it look cool. It needs to be Guardians cool. Mm, yeah, definitely. And and you, gotta, you have to... Hopefully... You have well. I think it started filming, hasn't it? Hey, but the the Inhumans, yeah. I mean, that's uh, those are all like set photos. Okay. Well, you need you need a trailer to go out with Guardians. Hmm. I I don't know if they would do that. Like, because it's a TV show, they've never done that before. Well, it's a TV show and a movie. You got to remember that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's the IMAX thing, isn't it? it yeah. I, I would guarantee if you go and see it IMAX, there'll be a trailer for it. Well, yeah, I, I don't see movies that aren't in IMAX these days. <laughs> okay. Um. Usually, usually I still pay the extra money so I can sleep in 3D. Um. Mm. But. Uh, I I would think that. If you you need to have it with that movie in order to entice people and show how mm. cool it is, mm-hmm. and and if you don't, I mean, I, you would hope they would have something with Spider Man, but you're missing out. Once again, you would be it would be a missed opportunity. And Marvel is known for uh, just watch Shield. I mean, all the blown opportunities in that show that we rail about every week. Uh, show you that Marvel is not on the same page as you and I. Yeah. So, but yeah, let's. You know, I can't. I can't wait to see what they're doing. I've kind of been reading uh, articles on uh, the new X Men series coming on Fox this summer or this fall. Yeah, that's right. They give it a title. It's called Gifted. Gifted. Not which. Go ahead. Which is is the name of a story arc from uh, Astonishing X-Men, okay. uh, which was written by Joss Whedon. Interesting. Is Whedon... Whedon's not involved in this one, is he? He's not, no. Okay. Um, so, f- I mean, they're bringing back Thunderbird, which is cool, because he was, uh, he was an X-Men that died within, uh, like, two appearances. <laughs> I believe the death of Thunderbird. It, the new X Men premiered in Giant Size X Men number one. The first regular issue was ninety four. I actually owned both mm. of those. Um, and 
Thunderbird died in in issue ninety six. Okay. So he did not survive their first mission, basically. <laughs> um. So, see, okay, so they they have him casted. I guess Caliban might be in this as well. It sounds like it it, it could. You know, I'm I'm actually excited about this as well. Hmm. And maybe they do it right. Hopefully they do it right. Sounds a lot better than Legion anyway. Legion's weird. We've been <laughs> yeah. watching that. <laughs> yeah. But Legion is weird. I don't even need to watch it to tell you that. <laughs> it's not a show you can watch while uh, screwing around with your uh, iPad. Let me tell you that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so other bits and pieces of news to run through here. Um, we did get a first look at uh, the, and of course again I wrote. Um, we did get a first look at uh, the characters all suited up for Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Don't know if you saw this, but on the cover of uh, Entertainment Weekly, mm, uh, we I have didn't catch the cover now. Okay, well, we have uh, Thor, Valkyrie, and uh, Hela, mm-hmm. which Thor is sporting a very, very different look from uh, from his look in the last movie we saw him in, which would have been uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, he's gotten a buzz cut. Yeah, he's got a buzz cut, and he actually looks he looked quite cool, but I like him with a long hair. <laughs> He's also in this in this particular shot. He's also wielding two swords, and so not Mjolnir, interestingly, and he's got a bit more of a beard than normal. But he looks pretty badass. He looks like he should be in three hundred. Um, it is a different look for him, and I I honestly don't. I as far as I know. Thor's never had a buzz cut. Uh, he, yeah, I'm sure he has at times. I don't. Like I still not... remember Thor with a buzz cut. I mean, it's not quite a buzz cut. It's just he's not got the long flowing locks. But Thor... I'm sure he's had different hairstyles over the over the years. He's probably had a mohawk. Uh not that I recall. <laughs> um, but yeah, not uh, my Thor. Not your thought. No, this Not my floor. Looks cool though, and he looks like in universe, especially because he's going to be like in the gladiatorial arena. He looks, he looks the part for it. Um, you also got Valkyrie, who looks about as you'd expect for Valkyrie, and you also got Hela, who looks cool, mm-hmm. played by Kate Blanchett, who looks incredible for her age. Like, I don't know if I sent you the link there, Chip. Yeah. Like, look at this picture. She does not look her age at all. Yeah, that's that's a good makeup job. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's obviously makeup, but but like, wow, because <laughs> I mean, Kate Blanchett's what, like, fifty odd, something like that. Hold on, I'll tell you. Okay, forty-seven she is, but okay. she looks about twenty. She looks about twenty in this photo. Okay, so she's uh, two years younger than me, Andy. Yeah, but but she looks she looks a lot younger than than both of us <laughs> <laughs> in this photo chip. <laughs> but so, yeah, she she looks looks definitely looks the part as uh, as Hela. 
And she's yeah. pulling it off well, yes. I agree. Hmm. Uh, and we also got we also got a look at the Grandmaster, played by by Jeff Goldblum, played by Jeff Goldblum. Yep, and and the Grandmaster, I believe, was uh, blue in the comic yes. books. Yes, not blue, not blue in the movie. Not my Grandmaster. Not your Grandmaster. Uh, so he's not going to be blue, but he does look like very eccentric. And I mean, he's got like a blue outfit and like gold sort of waistcoat thing over it and he has like a blue stripe down his tongue and his chin and not his tongue his lips and his chin which is cool it kind of reminds me a bit of the collector yeah well they're brothers hmm so you would expect there to be some uh resemblance yeah Uh, what else was there? Because there was a few things about Thor. You know, it was mostly just articles about people, articles of like the cast answering questions, basically, because they're in kind of like promo mode for it a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, there's also uh, been a short showing of uh, Hela holding Mjolnir at one point. Interesting. Which will be interesting, and we obviously see, uh, we obviously know that Thor and Hulk are going to fight at some point in this movie. Right. And there's been various bits of concept art with that, and we've seen them fight a little bit before. So they did fight in the first Avengers movie, like that that hilarious scene where they they all fought they they all, they fought together and ended up standing together, mm-hmm. and then Hulk just punches him away. <laughs> it was one of the best moments of that movie. Oh, that was just a, a love tap between buds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, that uh, they, that, that wasn't talk, done with malice. No, not at all. Uh, they're talking as well about, uh, about how uh, Thor will most likely return for Infinity War as well, which is expected. I would expect Valkyrie to come in as well. Yes. And probably Loki too, to be honest. Loki's going to be out involved in that somehow, getting his weasley wings in about with Thanos again. Yeah, I think I think you have to have him in there. Um, it, you might have him in there uh, to for his comeuppance for failing Thanos in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Or you would have some something will occur. Hmm. Definitely. Um, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the analysts are predicting a huge opening weekend for it. Yeah. I think we're all expecting a huge opening for Guardians. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, they're predicting that it, and they're predicting that it will, it will go over a billion. Oh, in the first weekend? Well, no, not in the first weekend. Oh. They're predicting that it will go to 160 million domestic week in the opening weekend I think it is yeah but the first movie did 773 million worldwide and they're predicting this one will go over a billion worldwide well I you know uh, it's set up to be uh, you know as long as they don't screw it up hmm I mean Guardians 1 go ahead Guardians 1 was was big like seven seven three million is none none to sniff at, um, but it's actually like it's 
built his momentum since then, like when it came out on DVD and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and uh, like people have have bought the toys, and it's become like a pop culture thing. Like people love Rocket and Groot, and they love like like Chris Pratt's star has been like massively on the rise since he played uh, Star Lord. So now them them all coming back into this role again, like this movie's going to be huge. So yeah, definitely a billion dollars is. I think it's no problem for them. I think it will do better uh, in the box office. Slightly concerned about how the story evolves. Yeah, but from the trailers, it looks pretty interesting so far. I'm curious about this whole thing with with the ego and whatnot, and we haven't really seen any particular villain in any trailers. But I actually think that's a good thing because a lot of times these movies are too quick to tell you who the villain is in the movie. Mm. And this one, we could have like a brooding presence in the background and then it to be revealed later on in the movie. We shall see. Yes. Uh, and speaking of, final news story, speaking of uh, of Guardians, we got some more details on the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, oh. the video game. So they have uh, cast some of the actors who are going to be playing the voices in the game. None of them are uh, the voice or the actors from the MCU. Boo. A little bit. I think it's a shame. Waste once again. We'll file it under wasted opportunity. Yeah, I mean they could have easily just contracted the actors whilst they were in, or whilst they're in. And like doing post, uh, post script, uh, or what's it called, uh, reshoots and whatnot for Guardians, they could have got them to do a few lines for the game, no problem. I mean, there can't be that many for each character. There's five characters here, so. But anyway, they they've uh, they have. I love how you the, think uh, these guys have nothing else on their plate. But I mean, like we could, I could record that like a Groot, Groot line right now. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. They go like this, like five, uh, you know, and uh. Uh, they could sit at home and do this in their spare time. I'm sure they've got like <laughs> recording bits in their houses, all of them. Oh, even if not, I, I, I just think a they probably would cost. It would probably cost too much. Hmm. All right. I mean, they're not going to do it for free. They should. <laughs> um, you have. You pro- they probably I mean like you said Chris Pratt's star is so huge right now uh, he's probably got a hell of a lot of things on his plate other than doing some pissant video game <laughs> well, I mean he's just done uh, Passengers right and obviously yeah, they're ramping up Guardians now and I'm sure it, and he's got Jurassic World 2 on the horizon as well yeah so you know thinking that they can just pop in and do this may Maybe it's a day's work. Maybe. Maybe it's a week's worth. I don't know. This this is a series. This isn't just one game, Andy. Mm, sure. And it is a telltale game, which means there is a shitload of dialogue. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But because it is split over the five characters, I would assume it would be slightly less than your usual ones. But, but anyway, they, they, they have cast the, the, the five main players. Um, so you've got uh, Scott Porter 
who was in Friday Night Lights and also the Walking Dead video game, the Telltale one, that you consider to not be a video game. <laughs> He's playing Star-Lord. Uh, you've got Emily O'Brien, who was in The Young and the Restless and also uh, did voices in Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor, playing Gamora. You've got Nolan North, who's obviously the the premier video game uh, voice actor. Like, you haven't made it until you've had Nolan North in your video game. But he is going to be voicing Rocket Raccoon. Obviously, we know him as uh, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, as well as many, many other video game voices. And he's also in a Pretty Little Lyles, believe it or not, Chip. So he's playing he used Rocket. to be in a soap opera here. My wife knows him from whatever soap opera he was on. Uh, okay. Back in the day. Okay, nice. But he's he's a actually a really good actor and mm-hmm. like a he's a fantastic voice actor. So it's good to see him being cast as a, a kind of comedy character rather than like because it, it would be I think it would be too easy to just cast him as Star Lord and be done with it. That would be the expected casting. But he can probably pick and choose what projects he does now. So he's probably he's probably asked to play Rocket to be honest. And they went, yeah, let's do it. But I like, I like, I look forward to seeing what he does with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got uh, Brandon Paul Eels, who was uh, who did voices for Watch Dogs, playing Drax. And then you've got Adam Harrington, who did voices in The Wolf Among Us and League of Legends, uh, playing Groot. He's obviously got the easiest job. <laughs> I was really hoping they would call me to do the voice for Groot, but yeah, no, what's that all about? And they showed some concept art, which, I mean, it looks like the Guardians <laughs> done in CG. You're like, okay, cool. They're basically the exact same as their uh, mm-hmm. movie counterparts. Same design. Sounds good. Yeah, I really look forward to the, for seeing that. Um, I don't know if you ever played the Tales from the Borderlands game, Chip, but no. it, it gave me a very Guardian sort of vibe, so I'm, I'm confident Telltale can do a good job of this one. And that game was actually fantastic, and even all their quick time events and stuff worked, and there were no like bad, really bad glitches in it, which Telltale games are quite notorious for. Yeah, I know Normie's having problems with Batman on the Xbox. Yeah, I mean, any game can have mm-hmm. a glitch. It's just, it happens. It's just your luck, kind of, if you hit it or not. I, I didn't have any real bad glitches in Batman. Batman was okay. I think Gardens will be much better. Yep, definitely. Any more news? Um, I think that is it. Um, We did uh, touch upon the... uh, We read these interviews with uh, Finn Jones about these negative Iron Fist reviews. And, I mean, like, these critics have only seen the first six episodes. Right, and that was the first thing I wanted to point out. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think that if you only reviewed Luke Cage based on the first six episodes, you'd have a very different take on it as opposed to reviewing it on the whole 13 episodes, which we'll get into after we've spoken about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my right opinion now, certainly, certainly changed. <laughs> right now, uh, if, if you ha- right now, the buzz around Iron Fist is not good. But uh, one of the things, you know, and I, I read some of the stuff I, I read uh, and some of the articles and I was like, oh, 
is 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 this the beginning of the end? Because you know I am the negative Nancy naysayer <laughs> here. Uh, that's my job. Uh, but the, the, when I and I was reading uh, Finn Jones's response to it because uh, those are those are usually interesting when uh, you know somebody starts criticizing your work and you and you're uh, getting uh, panned by the press. I always want to see how they handle that. And the first thing that I pulled from this was they've only seen the first six episodes. Yep. And like I said, we're, we're shield people. We know that, uh, it, sometimes it takes 10 episodes before a series gets good. <laughs> so, um, even, even thinking outside the box from shield, like if you look at, look at arrow, Took an True. entire season before it got good. True. That... And then it's gone not good again. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of dig Arrow. Um, it's just coming back. It's coming back. But uh, oh, you know, it'll be interesting to see where we go with this and how how it actually performs uh, when it actually comes out and what they do. I mean. <sighs> Can they can they screw it up? Sure, I guess. Does the are there some issues with the the Marvel Netflix shows? Yeah, I think we've touched on those a couple times. The biggest being that um, they're they're probably an episode or two too long. And mm. I think we we've mentioned that a couple times as well. That uh, you could have probably tightened this up a little and done them in nine or ten episodes instead of thirteen, and because we've and seen do, the filler. Yeah, do you know, I don't even think that it's the it's the fact that there are too many episodes. I think that sometimes they go a bit long on the episodes because they're not constrained by television. Like obviously with Shield, they're limited to like forty to forty-five minutes. And or maybe they might do an up double episode, but that, then that's like two episodes back to back. But the so the so like Shield is limited to like forty to forty two minutes usually, uh, and that's it. That's all they get. But then you'll see like sometimes a Daredevil episode will be forty minutes, and then the next one will be an hour and five minutes. Which I mean, sometimes you just you'll be watching one of them ones and you're like. This is like really dragging a bit. Like, can you pause it and it'll be like half an hour in, and you've still got half an hour to go. Like, wow, they've gone a bit too in depth on this one, and you can kind of see that. And like, Daredevil did it a couple of times, and like Luke Cage certainly did it. So I think it depends on like what they did with Iron Fist. They probably did the same thing though. These long, long episodes where they're like, ah, we don't, we don't have advertisers. We can make the show as long as we want. Yeah, I don't know if they went that far, but yes, I do get where you're coming from. Uh, but I, I kind of like I, the the nice thing is you aren't limited because sometimes uh, when you watch network TV, they have to rush things mm-hmm. a lot, and you know even in you know you're a big fan of Flash, I'm a big fan of Flash. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things, uh, you know. They spend so much time on uh, the le- the build up that when they get around to 
the big fight is over in 30 seconds because, well, they're out of time because they wasted too much time doing the other shit. No, um, no, they do that on purpose because Flash is so fast. Yeah, can just I know. Go. Once they've worked out how to solve the problem, he just goes, whoop, 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 and he does it, and it's done. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's a convenient It's a convenient story tool. <laughs> I'll give it that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, I do agree, yeah. So, I mean, at this, I mean, here we get, you can get into protracted uh, battles. Uh, this episode shows that. It's the first real battle we've seen in the entire series of Luke Cage. Yep. So, um, y- y- there is some, there is some stuff that I think you and I both think they, sometimes they need to uh, shorten it. But, Honestly, even though some of the episodes were long, I can't say there was anything that I didn't see many uh, things where they could cut it in Luke Cage. Every single flashback ever. Uh, see, Go away. <laughs> but I hate see, flashbacks. I think I, I know them. you hate flashbacks, and it's probably because you watch too much Arrow. But it uh, is a hundred percent because I watch too much Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Arrow, Arrow does is just brutal with the flashbacks. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know. I I kind of uh, I thought I thought it was a good way to do Luke's story without uh without doing you know starting it off with the origin thing and bringing it forward that way. Uh, and, 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 you know, they've already done the over-the-season flashback thing in um, in Daredevil. So you couldn't use that uh, one again. You've already done mm-hmm. it once. You need to come up with a different way to do it. So in the middle of this, uh, you, you have a story set up so that you can tell his or, origin in a, a place where it made sense to do so. So I didn't have as big a problem with it as you did. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I just you I don't you, <laughs> you, you you you're suffering from the uh, arrow syndrome. Yeah, I, you know I didn't really mind them that much in Daredevil because there was only one or two here and there, right. um, and most of them were when he was like a boy and it was dealing with stick and and whatnot, and either one or two where it was like his first like. His first night out as Daredevil, as or well, as the the man in the pajamas, mm-hmm. like that sort of thing. And I, I didn't even mind the ones in Jessica Jones because they were sporadic. And uh, but I just I felt once they brought these into Luke Cage, that whole time when he was in prison, and then they had they had these other ones like in amongst us where he was a kid, and oh, they did not like him. I I I thought I thought they worked well. Hmm. Hang on, I'm getting a, I'm getting an ad. There <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "What the hell, Andy? What are you listening to?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know. The we'll, we'll we'll see where we go. I guess with uh, Iron Fist, Andy and I are forced to are con- yeah contractually obligated to watch them all anyway. So uh, yep. we hope you guys. Uh, join us in our suffering if the show is as bad as people are saying it is. 
and we are still contractually obligated to watch uh, the slingshot thing as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we'll, have to do, we'll be doing a, yeah, doing we'll, an episode on that at some point. Yeah. Well, we have some weeks to do that. So. Yeah. Because how how long have we got before shoot comes back? Uh, let's see, seventeenth, twenty third, thirtieth, thirty first. Uh, at least another four weeks. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. Maybe we'll get really uh, ambitious and try and do uh, Iron Fist in four episodes. Do three a week. (laughs) Depends how good it is. We'll see. (laughs) I think we need to watch a couple episodes first, see see if we dig it. Because it could be one of those where we just really connect with it and and just burn through it. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that we don't connect as much with, It'll take us longer to do, as we've as has been evidenced by our Luke Cage <laughs> podcast. It seems like it's been going on for six months. <laughs> well, it's because Shield came back, and yeah, you, you your uh, duties changed at work, mm-hmm. and we so we we had to do it when we could. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into this week's episode, Andy. Yes. So, oh, this episode. Okay. Right, so this is uh, Season 1, Episode 13 of Marvel's Luke Cage, which was called You Know My Steez. What does Steez mean for a start? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, not not a word I... Not in my vocabulary. No, I mean, like, I know the word steed. It's like mm-hmm. like a horse type thing, Like, but I don't know Steez. I've never heard of the word Steez before. And I, and I don't think... I don't know what it has to do with this uh, episode either. It says, okay, a person's distinctive and attractive or impression, uh, impressive style of dress or way of doing things. So it's style. Okay. I mean style. You know my style. Okay. Like the look cage style like that. <laughs> this is not made it to this episode. Uh, okay, so uh, this episode kicks off with a flashback. Of course it does. <laughs> so we see uh, a young look and uh, Willis training at a boxing gym and it looks like he was an amateur boxer at one point mm-hmm. um, I, I think that might have been mentioned earlier in the season but I, we might have glossed over it. I can't remember but I mean we obviously saw him fighting in the in the Seagate prison as part of the underground True. fight ring uh, but I don't know if they ever mentioned that he was like a like an amateur boxer ever but anyway so he's basically it seems like he'd been bullied and he uh Wanted to like learn some fighting skills, which he never displays in the show up until this episode. Really, <laughs> <laughs> like he never ever like puts his hands up to defend himself or anything. He just throws punches and gets hit and walks around. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, but yeah, he uh, Wallace says that Carl isn't ready yet. And then in the present day, we see a bit of uh, Luke Cage versus Diamondback in his so ridiculous Diamondback outfit. With, uh, complete with Crockpot. Complete with his stupid Crockpot, yep. Uh, and uh, Diamondback says that Cage still isn't ready. Obviously referencing back to the time when they were younger. Uh, Diamondback also mentions that his suit was made by Hammertech, and it was made just for Cage, which is kind of interesting because it means that Number one, Hammer Tech is still in operation, still making stuff, mm-hmm. and it is 
it reports in some way to Diamondbacks, so he's able to just go to them and go, I want this. And they'll go, okay, I'll make that for you. But we know that Justin Hammer is currently in prison. I believe it is at Seagate um, for his crimes in uh, dealing with the events of Iron Man 2, which was uh, the, the whole thing with whiplash and whatnot, and building all those drones that got hijacked and uh, attacked people and, and whatnot. But his company is obviously still going. So it's interesting to, to know well, that. Just because, I, I mean, the corporation still exists, even mm. though the form, which at this point you would assume he is the former CEO, uh, yeah. <laughs> is no longer there. So, I mean, uh, you know, they just uh, elect a new, you know, somebody else becomes uh, the CEO of the company. Hmm. But it'll be interesting to see if they ever reference Hammer Tech and the the wider uh, MCU again. I mean, we we obviously seen the Judas bullets pop up in Shield as well, mm. but they've never really mentioned like Hammer Tech or anything like that in uh, in Shield per se, uh, and it's never been mentioned too much in the uh, the movies either since uh, Iron Man Two. Right. Uh, we also see that the uh, so they basically start to. Uh, looking down back, start to fight and they're tossing each other around and whatnot. Um, the DVD seller guy mentions that he's gonna uh, get his pal to come and uh, video the fight in 4K, so Fred can watch it on his 4K TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to make the same joke. <laughs> yep. Uh, we see For that. For those that don't know, Fred yeah. is a one of my co-hosts on the B Team podcast that. Uh, was overly infatuated with 4K. <laughs> yep. I've never heard one person care so much about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course, but... I'm not. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard my uh, tribute to him when uh, he, he announced uh, he was leaving. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> And to, to be fair, he did. He after he came back in week four of the Fred pool, he didn't mention 4K at all. No, he was only back for that one episode, <laughs> though. Just FYI. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we then see that Claire leaves Candace with her mum. Uh, Luke and Daredevil at uh, Daredevil? No, not Daredevil. Luke and uh, Diamondback. I wish Daredevil came in here. This would be great. Uh, Luke and Diamondback. Uh, fight and they basically trash pops completely like the stairs are broken there's holes in the walls the windows are smashed to pieces the place is absolutely trashed and considering the fact that it's just been fixed up it's a bit of a shame because they did spend quite a bit of money fixing up making it all look nice and then they didn't bother to employ any uh any barbers to come cut anyone's hair so like why did they do it up just to be smashed down again weird um but yeah, this fight eventually spills out into the street where a crowd has has gathered. Um, the uh, the people of Harlem like cheer for Luke, and uh, we see the the cops show up as well and surround them. And obviously, we know Misty's kicking out there as well. Um, Mariah Dillard uses this scene as a backdrop for her to give an interview, just in the middle of the street at random. 
Which is a really weird time to be doing an interview, wouldn't you say? Well, you know, uh, she's making the most uh, of a spectacle. She's using it to her uh, to her advantage. I don't know. I get why she would want to do it. Why the fuck is the news reporter ask like answering her like well asking her questions about bits and pieces when they should be like filming the action, like the the good action that's going on in the background. Like they're missing a good fight here to like talk to some washed up politician, some corrupt washed this up. This is B roll. They have someone else filming that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it could be. Yeah, yeah you know, maybe multi camera. You know, you have one one person doing uh, filming the fight, and you have another person uh, filming the people in the crowd and their reactions to it. Mm, okay, yeah, possibly. Uh, look. Look then, basically, uh, let's down back punch him, and essentially until his battery gets tired. Um, and we see, like again, a bit of a flashback here where we see that he used to do this when he was boxing against people, because uh, look can, because uh, look can take a hit quite well. So basically, what he was doing was, uh, and in the flashback, was he was going up against, uh, going up against people who were pretty strong and fighting with him, and essentially blocking until these people tired themselves out and then once they were a bit tired he's saved up all his energy and was able to like knock them out with a couple of punches uh, once uh diamondback kind of starts to tire and his, his battery kind of runs out uh claire tells Luke to remember who he is and we see the crowds like chanting for Luke, like just saying look 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 over and over and he then beats down back up with maybe one or two punches because uh, he's obviously he's been conserving his energy while down back has beaten him up um, and he manages to not quite knock down back out but certainly put him down for the time being uh, the cops then step in and turn on him which I thought was a bit harsh but uh, Misty steps in and uh, tells him to leave Luke alone basically because he's not done anything wrong uh, she then goes and arrests Mariah for Cottonmouth's murder. And additionally, Diamondback is arrested and taken to hospital. He's uh, he's taken away on a stretcher because he looks <laughs> pretty badly injured at this point. Uh, he kick, got kicked the shit out of him. He did, yes. <laughs> um, here's my question. Mm. And I think it's a legitimate one. Um... Why didn't he just pull the fucking power pack off his back? That is exactly why I thought it was well. I, I, I'm sitting there watching it. It's like, <laughs> let me let me let this guy beat the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Or I could pull his battery out. Yeah, I don't... Because, I mean, he he realized kind of like maybe halfway through the fight that it was the battery on his back that was... Because you could see the light flashing. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, the battery on his back is giving him the power. If I just take that off... I'm fine. Problem solved. But if, but if you remember, it could be now. And obviously, we didn't. We we don't know this for a fact. But it could be made of the same stuff that the front of the suit was made with. Because if you do remember, when the guys were shooting at Diamondback in the last episode, when he had this costume on, the bullets just bounced off him. So but, it could be like made with that whole unbreakable stuff. Yeah, but uh, Luke could just pull 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 it off, yank it right off. No, no, but if the battery pack on his back is made of the same stuff as the front of the suit, then he wouldn't be able to do that because he can't, mm. like, 
as as far as we know, Luke can't penetrate his own skin like with his fingers or anything like that. I don't I don't know that for a fact, but I would assume so. But he didn't even try. I mean, he didn't try. No, the, I would have tried. That like, would have been that would have been my first move. Mm-hmm. Be you know, get him to a point. Uh, you know, especially when he had him like in the chokehold or uh, in the hallway there, where they're uh, you know they're tussling, and yank the battery pack off him. Absolutely. And so, what did you think of this fight overall? The only fight in the whole season. The only fight in the whole season. I think it's the first superhero fight we've had in a Marvel show. Yeah. I mean, we've had fights, but they're Mm -hmm. fights between uh, people that are very proficient in martial arts. Okay. And And this was a Hulk smash fight. Kind of, yeah, but I mean, we've seen people fighting with powers and stuff like that before. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. has had, uh, like, Daisy yeah. fighting, and we've seen the Absorbing Man and stuff like that as well. But these are two brutes just mm. s- slugging away with with no skill, a- absolutely no skill. They're just they're just street brawling. They're, I mean, they're yeah, just they have pounding... forgotten all of their boxing training. Yeah, they're just pounding the crap out of each other. With uh, no finesse, no skill, uh, just beating using their enhanced strength. So, uh, so in terms of it, it, this is like the first superhero battle in in a Marvel show, at least a Marvel Netflix show. I mean, we know Jessica Jones is, is super strong as well. We did see her fight against Luke Cage, if you remember. Yeah, to an extent, yes. I mean, that was a bit of yeah. the same sort of thing as this, like the kind of brawling sort of thing. And she ended up shooting him in the face with a shotgun, if you remember. <laughs> I'm sure Luke remembers it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I did not like this fight. Yeah. It was a um, disappointment. I think that's a fair word for it. Yeah, I mean they kind of they've obviously built it up so much because there has not been another fight in the whole season, and they've been building up Diamondback as a villain, and they gave him this costume and uh, gave like gave him enough like juice basically to go toe to toe look, and he did okay, but it wasn't a good fight. It wasn't interesting. All it was was it's kind of like like building smashing ball. porn. Building smashing porn, that's what I would describe it as. That's fair. And then once they get out in the street, it's just, yeah, like you said, just a street brawl, which was uninteresting and, like, the no real choreography to it. They, they obviously, obviously it is choreographed, but it just, it doesn't feel like a, a satisfying fight, especially not as, like, a kind of final fight. It was two it's goons like pounding game. on each other. Yeah, it's like a video game. I mean, you expect the, your final boss battle to be something special and memorable, and this one is just generic thug number one. Bush bash bosh done. Especially because of the fact that this episode is, what, like 45 minutes, 50 minutes long? Mm-hmm. And this the whole thing is wrapped up with in the first 20 minutes. Which is interesting. Basically, you took the climb. We had the climactic battle 
of the uh, of the season where the big bad is put down. Yep. And then we had uh, 45 minutes afterwards of aftermath crap. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, uh, if you remember, uh, well, not totally outside the MCU here, but if you've ever seen The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, once they once they defeat the big bad, there's an hour of endings after that. Mm. <laughs> it's like that, which was really weird for like a, a TV show to do that. Because like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, they both of those shows, they've wrapped it up by taking out their villain mm-hmm. or their, the big bad for that season. And then but they left maybe like te- five to ten minutes for like wrap up at the end of it. And then like for leaving loose threads hanging for the next season, which is the perfect way to do it. S.H.I.E.L.D. has done it as well m- multiple times mm-hmm. in, over multiple seasons. Um, and yeah, obviously all the movies as well. But just talking about the TV stuff, this is a massive misstep, I think, because they even they even ran out of things to say. Like, <laughs> like they did. I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute, but they ran out of things to say and they repeated things from earlier in the season, which is really weird. Um, but yeah, so, like I said, uh, Diamondback is arrested and taken to hospital. Uh, Misty does have to bring Luke in to, so you can give a statement and like answer for the things that had happened with him. Uh, they do mention that Pops is going to be famous and that it needs to be something else and not a barbershop because Luke and uh, Bobby have no idea how to hire a barber. <laughs> they just don't know where to put the adverts. So they're like, let's do something else with this. So we assume that that's going to be the Heroes for Hire office, I would think. Yes. Which, which will be cool, and I think that's a good sort of fitting place for it. Uh, Candace at this point gets a text from Misty saying that she needs to bring her in but can't come to get her so she's to go and meet her uh, I, and I mean I, I thought this was clearly fake at this point this text message like this is not from Misty someone has someone has hacked in and sent a message to make it look like it's from Misty mm-hmm. uh, we then see the uh, the press questioning look about being a hero and asking if he's single <laughs> Um, he he kind of looks at Claire when they, when they say this, which is interesting. Uh, look says that he, he also doesn't answer, answer the question. I know he doesn't. He he ducks that one. Uh, look will answer the cops' questions, however, and he doesn't want an attorney present, even though Claire says that she knows a really good one. Yes, this is a massive, massive miss for the for the season. Like they could easily have had Foggy come in at this point. Like, Claire could have already called him off screen and he could have popped in at this point and they could have had him there. And even just for Luke to say, no, I don't need you here. Like, that would have been that would have been cool just to see him pop up. Like, this is where they're, they're missing a little bit with the Connected Universe stuff. They should... And it looks like they've actually done a better job with Iron Fist because, like we said, we've got Claire, we've got Karen, we've got Madame Gow. Um, but yeah, look. Look, Cage here has made a massive mess not popping Foggy in there. Because I assumed that she was probably talking about Foggy, not Matt. Foggy or Matt. Matt's, Matt's an unreliable attorney. Well, that's true. But, <laughs> um... Yes and no. And I... I, I might as well go into... 
I can kind of go into it now. Um, what if they're saving that for episode one of the Defenders, where Matt and Foggy are assisting Luke with dealing with the issues at the end of the episode? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah. I would totally agree, and we, we can kind of talk about that. There. Yeah. At the end, we'll get we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so I thought I thought it was a shame that they missed that opportunity to bring someone in, or even like they could have even brought a whole goth in, you know, any of those sort of players. Uh, but yeah, um, Mariah is meanwhile left to stew in an interview room, and she's getting mad and putting her earrings on and fidgeting, throwing, throwing a <laughs> um, fit, throwing a fit basically. Yeah, uh, meanwhile Misty interviews look about all the things that had happened, and. At this point, we get possibly the worst, like, I would say the worst flashback I've ever seen in anything, because they didn't even do a flashback with this. Luke recaps the season (laughs) in, like, five sentences. Like, oh, I did these things. We know, Luke. We just watched you for 13 hours doing all these things. Don't waste our time telling us what you've done. We know. Like, I don't understand what this was all about and why they had to have this scene in here. Because Misty already knows what he's done. Luke already knows what he's done. The audience already knows what he's done. Why are you recapping it for us? Like, maybe they, maybe they thought, okay, well, the, the second half of the season wasn't that strong. Let's remind people of all the things that happened in the early part of the season <laughs> that were good. <laughs> and And so they'll leave the season remembering those things rather than this nonsense at the end. But yeah, I, I thought that was a really weird way to like to wrap up the the show here. Um, but yeah, uh, to miss the interviews, Luke he mentions that he shut down Christmas attics and he says, "Oh, Harlem needs somebody that didn't require a warrant or shield to get things done. Call it a vigilante or a superhero or whatever." And he does say like Pop's quote in full: "Never backward, always forward, forward, always." Which I don't think we'd ever heard him say the never backward part of it. But anyway. And uh, Luke is now that Luke is uh, clear of all the current charges, he's hungry. He wants takeaway. Uh, Mariah then gets interviewed by Misty's boss. Uh, she claims that Cottonmouth was innocent um, and that basically he was just scared and wanted out, and that it was it was all Diamond back. <laughs> Diamond Jim. Diamond Jim. She, yeah. she came. And she, you know, she, she's, she's doing a great job of playing stupid. Yeah, she's a nobody's cle- buying she's a clever it. Politicians but... like, yeah, she's a she's a clever politician though. Like, uh, she knows how to spin things really well. Uh, so yeah, she tries to blame everything on Diamondback and claims that he threatened her and forced her to blame Luke for all the things that had happened, like for killing Cottonmouth and whatnot. Uh, Misty comes in at this point and goes all Batman on us again. And she explains that she's figured out how Mariah killed Cottonmouth, which she gets absolutely bang on. Like, she hit him with a bottle, pushed him through the glass window, and then came down and smashed his head in with a mic stand, which is exactly what happened. And Mariah's like, mm, no, 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 that's n- I don't know. Uh, Diamondback killed her, killed her man, uh, told, told me to blame Luke Cage for it. <laughs> Like okay, we believe you. Um and and yeah, like she does also uh, let Mariah hear the tape of Candace uh, saying about how, uh, she, like, uh, 
she was there that night and what happened, what actually happened that she saw Mariah kill Cottonmouth and that she was like paid off to keep it quiet uh, and that Mariah covered it up with shades. Now, uh, Misty offers her a deal at this point if she helps nail Diamond back in shades. She refuses and calls Misty Trick, which I assume is like sort of like a hooker. That's what I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah, uh, and Misty calls her uh, a madam inmate, <laughs> which I thought was, was funny. Uh, at this point, one of the uh, one of the other cops comes in and like pulls Misty out of the interview, which she's not happy about at all. Um, but it is a legitimate pull out because he's informing her that Candace is dead and that she was uh, shot in the head, basically. And we can obviously work out that the only person that's not in jail or in hospital right now that's a bad guy is Shades. So clearly Shades killed her. Uh, Misty realises that she lost her phone at the barber shop and that they must have been able to uh, use her phone to text uh, Candace and get her to come and meet. Now, if you've got a witness in witness protection, give them a fake name in your phone number for one. Uh, Give them a fake name in your phone for one. Put a lock on your phone, Misty, as well. You're a bloody police detective. You have sensitive information on your phone. (laughs) You need to have a lock on it. True. Especially, yeah. And I mean, given that Mar- given that Marvel's so in with Apple, like usually it's like Apple devices they have in their shows. I and mean, look at Shield, there's like Apple all over all over Shield. Remember a couple of weeks ago, someone uh, I can't remember who it was now, but uh, someone got smashed over the head with a uh, an iMac. True. She's not That's white. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, so, I assume it's been an Apple device that she had. In fact, it was definitely an Apple device. Yeah, I remember it got smashed and she got it replaced since then. Um. So it would have a fingerprint lock on it and like iCloud and all that. So there's no way that Shades would be able to activate it if she had a password on it. So should have had a password on it, Misty. That is your own fault. Or, yeah, or uh, the fingerprint lock. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, she's clearly not had that on it. So that that's her, that's entirely her fault that Candace has died. Like, I know it's a shame to say that, but it totally is. It's something that small can like cause cause something like that to happen. So be more careful in future, Misty. Uh, so Misty at this point busts back into the interrogation room and accuses Mariah of killing Candace. Um, and obviously her boss gets pissed off because it's the second time that she's basically assaulted the uh, civilian in police custody. Uh, but unfortunately, because Candace is now dead, there's no reliable witness to corroborate the statement that she gave and being that she changed her story halfway through and whatnot, they can't use this as like uh, evidence in court because the court would find there would be to be reasonable doubt mm-hmm. that that she was still lying in some way. So they have to let Mariah go. They don't have enough evidence to hold her. So yeah, basically Mariah got to walk because Misty didn't trust the system because Misty should really have had uh, Candace in police protective custody rather than like chilling out with uh, Claire's mum. In Misty Productive's custody. Yeah, in Misty Misty custody. Uh, so we then see Claire and Luke eating takeout and Claire asks look out for coffee, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Luke says that he hears that Cuban coffee is particularly robust. <laughs> This is a great little exchange. 
Yeah. Um, I, I forgot to mention, I think I was on last week's episode, uh, Mike Coulter stopped by ESPN. Did I, did mm-hmm. I tell this story? No. Okay. So uh, Mike Coulter stopped by ESPN for uh, uh, the 6 o'clock Sports Center. Mm-hmm. And he did a skit with the host, uh, Jamel, and I can't remember, the Michael, whatever his name is. Uh, Jamel Hill, and I can't remember. But anyways, uh, he and uh, he and Jamel are about to go for coffee. And they're discussing <laughs> coffee. Nice. Deep black coffee, and you know, <laughs> they, uh, and, and you know, it's a lot of double entendres. And then all of a sudden, uh, Michael comes in. Hey guys, hey, can I go for coffee with you? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was. I, I don't know if you can. I don't know. If, I'll see if I can find something for you. But it, it was a great bit. And if I find it, I'll put the link on um, the Facebook page. Nice, nice. Um. So yeah. Uh, Luke and Claire then basically agree to go out for coffee and they make to leave. Uh, Luke then sees Mariah being released to his surprise. Uh, and obviously we know that Candace's statement is worthless now she's dead. Um, so Mariah gets to leave. Uh, Carl Lucas then is arrested at this point for his escape from Seagate because Mariah identified Luke as being Carl Lucas on live television. So the feds got several calls about him not being dead and uh, still having to atone for his crimes. Probably several calls from Shades and Mariah. <laughs> uh, so he then gets arrested and he he just goes with it because he wants to like clear his name and he knows that the evidence is kicking about out there somewhere that will clear his name from his crimes of the past. As like I mean, he's already cleared his name in the present day, but his. Uh, old crimes and like escaping from the prison and whatnot, he still has to atone for those in the government's eyes. Even though he just saved Harlem from an arsehole. Although really the guy was not really after Harlem. He was only really after Luke. So like if Luke had just gone away, Diamondback would have gone after him. He would have gone away from Harlem. <laughs> I don't think the people realise that, but But yeah, uh, so coffee's going to have to wait, babe. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was weird they called her babe. Didn't quite fit, but... uh, Claire then kisses him, and she says she'll call her great lawyer friend, like like we mentioned. Um, We see that Mariah reunites with Shades and Alex, her sort of PA, and she now has Cottonmouth's gun. Uh, The cops take Luke away in a car, and he says, well, uh, the, the cops say he's going to have plenty of time to read in prison. And he's like, no, no, I'm not because I'm innocent and I've got work to do. Uh, we see Claire walking the street and taking a number from a Colleen Wing flyer. Don't, I don't know if you caught that one. Okay, yeah, I, cu- I cu- couldn't read the name on the flyer. So it was Colleen Wing. Yep, Colleen Wing. So it looks like she she's obviously going to uh, take some like self-defense classes and that's how she's going to end up in with the Ironfist crew, which is cool. I, I like that. That's a, that's a good uh, good little tie. Because now that Luke's not around, um, there's nobody like to protect her. And mm-hmm. she's she she obviously got in like a that bit of a scrap with Shades. And she's obviously felt that she needs to be a bit more hands-on 
if she's going to be in this in this uh, involved with these type of people, she's going to get targeted from time to time, and she wants to be able to defend herself, which is is a really good tie to Iron Fist and how she can end up being in Colleen Wing's like fighting class. Uh, Bobby then at this point is clearing up pops, and we see that he finds uh, the Carl Lucas folder that Shades and Mariah had to uh, give to Luke as a bargaining chip to get him to take the diamond back. Uh, so he's got that now, and Bobby can obviously give this to uh, to Luke Cage's lawyer to be able to clear his name as Carl Lucas. Uh, and we then see that Harlem's Paradise is reopened with now Mariah in charge. And she takes down the biggie painting that Cottonmouth had, the cool biggie painting where he's mm-hmm. like wearing the crown and that, uh, and she puts up this fucking horrible, <laughs> horrible painting. Like, I don't even know what this thing is, but it's got like two people like wearing a crown. It looks like, uh, it looks like a really bad children's Picasso interpretation. Oh, not nice. Like, but it, yeah, it's two like people looking bird things wearing crowns. Yeah, I, I kind of stopped. And it, it, it it's a take, I guess, on the Biggie painting mm-hmm. to an extent. You know, it's uh, <laughs> some type of ab- abstract version of it because it's like got two guys with crowns on it. Yeah, really weird. Or maybe like a guy, maybe a guy and a girl, but it's obviously it's just their head, so you can't. You, and it's done in such a crude fashion that you you can't tell like what gender they would be. It's just like generic, horrible, child drawn face with crown on head. Awful, awful paint. Well, probably the worst paint I've ever seen. Uh, I can't wait to see it in the next season where they try and like line horn and shades up. Under this painting to get that shot, and it just won't have the same effect as like when uh, as when Cottonmouth did it. Um, and at this point, we see that Mariah kisses Shades. What the fuck? Like what? <laughs> did not get that. Why did she kiss him? Uh well, she realizes uh, she she's going to need somebody. And whether whether they like it or not, they are in this together. Mm-hmm. And hey, why not, right? Yeah, but I mean, there's been absolutely no like indication of this at all whatsoever of any like yeah. feelings between them. Or aside from like Shades had some like admiration of Mariah for like being bad, essentially. A couple of points out in the season. Like, yeah, now you're thinking like an asshole. And obviously he's a bad guy, so... Maybe she was, like, saying thank you to him. Like, for killing Candace. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But, like, I hope these two don't kick off a romantic relationship. It seems a bit weird. Because she seems a lot older than him. Hey, she's a cougar. What do you want? Yeah, well, there is that. But, I mean... Judging by his look, like he doesn't look as if he's that into it. <laughs> he, 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 well, yeah, he doesn't know how to react, it seems. Mm-hmm. He's just like, okay, so I guess we're doing this now. Okay, yeah. let's roll with it. And he probably doesn't want to be killed by her, so and he realizes that she's got at least some power. 
in this neighborhood, so he's just kind of running with it. But yeah. Uh, we then see Misty coming into Holland's Paradise with her hair down, essentially. She's and Going for the real Misty Knight look. That's exactly what, what I said as well, yeah. She's going for the classic Misty Knight comic book look, which I always felt in the comic books looked a bit kind of cartoony. And obviously, I know it's a cartoon, but it looked really like a kind of a stereotype almost. But she actually looks pretty cool like in this scene it worked yeah it definitely worked 100% and it takes you right back to like Misty in like episode 1 when she comes into the club wearing the dress mm-hmm. obviously different hairstyle but it's like it kind of ties it all her like story in full circle she was coming to the club to investigate Cottonmouth now she's coming to the club to investigate Mariah so I, I quite like like that story arc and how that's all come kind of full circle and she does definitely look the part uh we then see that diamondbacks in hospital and his doctor is the doctor who treated luke is the guy that gave luke his pills i don't know if you noticed that hold it what the doctor guy who is uh treating diamondback okay is i forget the guy's name but it's the doctor who was uh treating luke Okay, I did and not pick Seagate, up on that. Yep, and gave him his powers. So we can uh, we can probably speculate from that, and now that he's managed to replicate his uh, his procedure again on look to to cure him of like the having the Judas bullet in him. Um, and remember, he salvaged his hard drive with all the research and whatnot on it. That's uh, right. He's going to be he's going to be able to turn Diamond back into like Luke Cage, a, like a proper so diamondback in the future will not need a ridiculous suit to be bulletproof which i think is a good move because the suit well, is as long as he doesn't terrible. need the the, <laughs> the stupid talent yeah the crock pot yeah so i mean diamondback is going to be super strong and he's he's going to have bulletproof skin and he's not going to need to wear a stupid crock pot or or a battery for that matter and that eliminates his battery problem mm-hmm uh, and then we see Luke uh, kind of looking out at Harlem on his way out of Harlem. And he says, sometimes backward to move forward, always. Uh, which, And then that's the end of it. Which, th- this whole thing was really a deeply unsatisfying ending for me, for Luke Cage. Uh, I liked Misty's story arc. And the ending to her story arc was quite good. Uh, I didn't mind Shades, the way they wrapped up his story for the time being that was fine down back okay look going away to prison uh, i again like we said i think that'll be tied up in defenders and we'll talk about that a bit more in a minute um and then mariah now being this the villain that they didn't manage to deal with so there's a lot of like loose threads left open and yeah just i thought the back half of the season was really weak really weak especially because the first half of the season for me was so strong right up to the point where like Cottonmouth was killed off after that downhill all the way did not enjoy hmm I just felt like it was missing that figurehead because like Diamondback was a really bad villain Shades was okay but he was always like under like underneath in, in the background and not a kind of main villain 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what happened. Maybe they had to change it up because uh, the actor that was playing Cottonmouth, maybe he had to leave halfway through and they changed the script or something. <laughs> to go film like, moon, uh, Moonlight? I mean, it could like it could be something like that, uh, and obviously, if something like that comes up, you need to do it, and we see it's been worthwhile for him because he's like won an Oscar and whatnot for it. But his patrol of Cottonmouth was phenomenal. Uh, I loved the character; I thought it was a great villain, uh, especially considering that he wouldn't like be able to go toe to toe with Luke Cage in a fight. Uh, he still posed a threat to him without like having any powers. And I thought he was a great villain because of that. And the, the guy's a phenomenal actor, as you can see by him winning an Oscar and whatnot. But yeah, and then Diamondback comes in and you just, well, <laughs> that was just a, just the whole thing. And being Luke's brother and then having the stupid armor at the end. Oh, man. Major, major down, downward turn at that point. And the, I felt the music deteriorated somewhat as well when Cottonmouth left the show. Because, like, they had him in the club and you had this good, like, really good solid music like jazz and rap and f- fusion music and stuff like that in the club and then after he died just that all just went away and it, the song at the end was okay though like when the club was reopened but not as good as any of the songs in the earlier part of the season hmm. so what did you think of this episode First of all, now we'll, we'll talk about what we thought of the show. Well, I can already said what I thought of the show, but we'll talk about what you thought of the show. What do you think of this episode? I thought it did a good job of, A, wrapping up the, the season, the storyline. Mm-hmm. And I think it did a decent job of setting up the next the next two series defenders mm-hmm. and the next next uh the next sorry i'm trying to find uh that link but um the next season of luke cage mm. so i i mean overall i you know i I agreed with. I think it did a decent job. Uh, the fight was ridiculous, but this turned out mm-hmm. to be a series uh, where fighting wasn't prevalent. Fighting wasn't yeah. a main. Uh, you know, Dear De- you know, Daredevil. We always talked about the fighting. You know, you have the mm-hmm. hallway scene. You have the stairway scene. Some of the greatest mm-hmm. fights ever filmed of all times. And this, you didn't have that. This was, you know, so we're taking, what we did was we took a, br- a brute, a goon, whatever you want to call him. You know, th- this, this is not a finesse fighter. But this is a guy that, A, doesn't want to fight, first of all. Mm. Um, he's not looking for trouble. He's not trying to be a hero. He just wants to... Uh, Stay, you know, he he just wants to live his life without uh, any issues, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I totally, totally agree. Um, so, and I don't mind the way they characterize Luke Cage. That was fine by me, and I I didn't mind what they did 
per se with his story arc. It's just more what went on around him with like the villains and whatnot that I really didn't like. Um, I thought well, they could have done I, so I, much I, more with this. I liked, I liked Diamondback, and I didn't like him. Hmm. Um, I, th- you know, the first few times we had that that we had him there, um, you know, I I I always love re- religious zealots when they're you know, hmm. and we as we said he he was channeling Samuel L. Jackson from. Uh, hmm. What you call it from uh, Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction, yeah, yeah. So there, there was, there was that, and it was good in small doses. Um, but I think we also saw that uh, the character himself was just ridiculous, especially when it came to, uh, you know, when he finally puts on his diamond back armor <laughs> and becomes the first real costumed villain. Hmm. probably in the Marvel... Well, no, we've had a couple of clowns in Iron Man and you had the Red Skull. But certainly in the Daredevil... Or the... The Netflix series. uh, He is the first costumed villain. I mean, right now we have one costumed hero. We have Daredevil. Punisher Hmm. might have spray-painted a bulletproof vest with a... With with a skull, we really haven't seen he, that yet. Electric, he did, he did. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we haven't. Re- he hasn't really been um, in. Uh, we haven't seen him in costume or in action in costume. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, I think he filed one rocket. Right. <laughs> that one. So we'll, we'll leave that as you know. We'll leave that to the side. So right now we have one costumed hero. We have two people that don't want to be heroes. We uh, in Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, and we have Electro, who basically just wears a ninja outfit. It's more of a uniform than a costume. I think with Luke Cage, to be fair, he didn't he didn't want to be a hero, but he sort of became a reluctant hero. And by certainly by the end of this, he's he's definitely a hero, and he knows that that's his mm-hmm. path going forward. Yeah, he, like he knows that's what he's destined for. Yeah, and that's that's you know, and that's setting up. Obviously, Pops is going to become heroes for hire. Um, yep. He's the hero in the hoodie, so I think we'll be seeing hoodies more so than uh, the yellow shirt. Uh, what about what about yellow hoodie? Yeah. Well, did you notice it had a it, the his last hoodie had and a yellow lining. Uh, yeah yep. lining. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, so so Diamondback is like where I was going with this is Diamondback is the first villain and he looked ridiculous in a costume. (laughs) Um, Loki in the the movies. Oh, that's Loki's, he's not wearing a costume. That's that's the Asgard thing in it. Yeah, Yeah, that's just, just, you know, Tuesday night in Asgard, you know? (laughs) Gee, I just came up with our uh, th- uh, Thor uh, podcast title, if and when we ever do. <laughs> um, but so, and, and you know, Loki's and Loki's outfit will t- changes from time to time because it's just his normal outfit, more or less. Mm-hmm. So he, 
so let's let's take him out of the mix too. But and, and like I said, this in the Netflix shows. And no Loki had, as far as I know, Loki has not been in the Netflix shows, unless I saw that not. part. Um, so yes, he looked ridiculous uh, in the end. Did it work? Cottonmouth was the appetizer, mm. and in this case, like. In a lot of meals I have, the appetizer was probably better than the dinner. Mm-hmm. Yep. You wish you just ordered the appetizer as like a double size. Yes. One and got it for the main course. Yep. Yeah. The what, the the double gold fever chicken fingers, the double XL ch- gold gold fever chicken at uh the ninety nine, um, <laughs> is usually better than the sandwich I get afterwards. Um, <laughs> So, uh, it's, so, so, yeah, I agree with you, but at the same time, I think they knew they were going to do a season two. Mm. And I think they, you know, they know it's leading into Defenders, and they had to build up that. Mm. So, they, there, there were a lot of things that happened in the back half of the season that are set up for the next couple of shows. Mm. Bringing in um, the night nurse. I can't remember her name Mm. now. Um, Claire Temple. Claire. Claire. Bringing in Claire. Mm. You had to set her up. You had to develop her because she's the one who's going to bring the defenders together. Um, Yep. You know, probably the defenders are going to work out a Pops Barbershop, at least to start, I figure. Um, Yeah, I can see that. You needed, you needed to bring Misty further along, because at some mm. point she has to leave the police force. You would think. Mm. Now, one of the things that I found odd was, you know, they set up, they set it up uh, over the last couple of episodes that she was probably going to lose her hand. He even put a tourniquet on it, you know, to stop the bleeding. Mm. Oh yeah, that's by, right, yeah. By the end of the by the end of this week's episode or episode thirteen, her hand is almost perfectly fine. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I mean, there was no cast, there was no brace. Um, as far as you know, there were rumors originally that Tony Stark was going to send her a prototype hand. That mm. didn't happen. Um, give her an old Coulson hand. Yeah. There you go. Um, Could have the shoot in it, oh man. <laughs> the so I mean there so there was there was a plot that was dropped apparently. Um, did I like? I I think they tried to ramp it up. You know. Oh, you also had to develop Black Mariah. So coming into season two. You might have Diamondback back as a true supervillain of mm. some sort. Um, you'll have Black Mariah uh, run, you know, as a gangster now. She she mm. won't be the politician anymore. She's going to be the kingpin of Harlem. Yep. Uh, you have Shades, who I think is probably the probably one of the best characters 
out of the series. Yep, I would say I, like shades. I, I think I like shades more than I liked Luke. Because at okay. the <laughs> Uh, because at the end of the day, Luke was too cool. Luke didn't get pissed off. Mm. Luke, you know, not only did bullets bounce off of him, but every all the shit happening around him uh, bounced off of him. He he mm. never got mad. He never, uh, you know, we would get one or two sweet Christmases, but it was just it, it was de- it was delivered very deadpan. You never yeah, saw I mean, him even got when, pissed off. Mm, even when he found out, like about Candace being killed, uh, like it didn't seem to affect him like at all. Because when uh, when Misty found out about it, she was like in shock, and mm-hmm. Claire was the same. Like she was like absolutely aghast because, well, obviously because like Candace had been with her mum. But even when she finds out like her mum's fine, she's still like, oh holy shit! Like that that girl is dead. Like, that was just, like, an innocent girl. And Luke's just kind of like, oh, oh well. <laughs> you know, and, like, it's a character that he's had interactions with as well. And he's just like, well, it's just, like you said, it just kind of washes over him. He's unbreakable skin. He's impenetrable. Except by Claire. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I think, I think they played him too cool. I think he needed hmm. a little more, um... Emotion. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, they had to. So at the end of the day, you're just kind of left with a. Um, with a. With a. Um, a very bland character. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like. He's kind of the everyman type character, though. Which... He is, but you would think uh, an everyman would get pissed off, and he never got pissed off. Mm. E- even like when even when Pop died as well, like he never was like he was upset about it, obviously, but he was never in a rage about it or anything. Right. Which I mean, it's definitely something that you see in of him in the comic books. Like Luke Cage gets pissed in the comic books, mm-hmm. and you you see him like, yeah, we did see him a couple of times like punch a wall and that sort of stuff. But you see him going on like a rampage through villains and and whatnot. And and that's when he even when he was going and attacking villains, or like all the goons anyway, he's just like walking through them and like fly swatting them aside. Essentially, he's not taking out his aggression on them. Which to be fair, if he did do that, he'd probably kill them. He's showing a lot of restraint, but I think they could have, they could have, totally agree, they could have done better with showing some emotion from him. Agreed. But yeah, as far as, uh, as far as it goes for, like, setting up for the, the next seasons and whatnot, I, I think you're definitely right, like, the Defenders will probably start off with, like, Foggy or Matt helping to get Luke out of prison using this uh, file that Bobby's found. Yeah. So that'll tie that that'll tie that all up nicely. Um be interesting to see like if it's Bobby that takes that to the lawyers. That would be cool. Like just to see Bobby get a get a wee uh, turnout in the defenders as well. 
Uh, and then obviously we get to see like Luke getting out of prison and see how they bring about the defenders and what level of threat comes up that they need to have the four of them pulled together to deal with it. I th- yes, uh, I'm going to guess a lot of Iron Fist is going to be setting up something in the background for hmm. uh, for the defenders in Iron Fist. Yes, which is which is cool. I like the idea. Um, now we know that apparently, uh, he, like Iron Fist does not like suit up as Iron Fist in the show. Mm-hmm. Or in the Iron Fist show, as far as we're aware, I mean, they could like that's what we're hearing anyway. Uh, they could obviously do a kind of a thing that like they, what they did with Daredevil, where they had him set up in like the black pajamas for the season. And there's definitely like a couple of bits in the trailer where you you do see Iron Fist like wearing some sort of mask, but it's more like a sort of Halloween mask disguise type thing. So I'll be curious to see if he does sport some kind of disguise or. Something to hide who he is, because he is like a, a relatively famous-ish billionaire who's been away for a while. But he, like, we see that he holds a press conference and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see if he ends up in the defenders wearing some type of costume. Maybe not like the traditional uh, <laughs> costume that he has in the comic books, because it's a bit flamboyant. But you never know. Well, I think you could do the green and yellow pajamas, uh, you know, as some type of traditional garb. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, you know, I think you might see something along those lines. But like, you know, I, you know me, real people in costumes look stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not a big, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, Daredevil, you know, Daredevil's mask makes his face look f- fat. Yep. And Diamondback wears a crockpot on his head. Um, yeah. The rest of the Daredevil costume, though, is functional. The rest of the Daredevil cool. costume is fine, and I understand yeah. you've got to hide your identity. And yes, the mask works for the uh, more or less for that uh, thing. Except you probably should stop with the five o'clock shadow, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think I think the the beard kind of gives it away, or leave the five o'clock shadow. You know, don't shave before you go out, but shave in the morning. Mm. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, People might notice when like Daredevil starts to grow a beard at the same time as Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um. In terms of uh, Iron Fist wearing the mask, they've kind of said the storyline we have. There's no reason for it. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so, I mean maybe like all the fighting he does is kind of in the shadows and whatnot. So I don't know. We'll need to wait and see for that one, but I. I assume that the defenders will be much more like in the limelight, <coughs> out in front of the the public and whatnot. So uh, I would hope that he'll get a, a mask of some kind in in the show because uh, although like a lot, I mean, it's actually a problem with the whole of the MCU that there aren't enough secret identities. Everyone's identity is known except for Spider Man and Daredevil. Those are the only ones. And Spider Man is kind of known to the Avengers. I'm sure. Well, uh, I'm sure it's oh, in the database. Well, only well it depends if Tony Stark put him in the database, like because uh, it's only been Tony Stark that's 
had interactions with him outside of his costume. But, uh, but I mean, like Daredevil's got a few people that know he's Daredevil, and Luke Cage. Everyone knows who Luke Cage is because he's out there and he's put his face out there as Harlem's hero and whatnot. Jessica Jones has been out there as well. People know about her. Um, but yeah, Daredevil does have a secret identity, which is cool. And I hope that they manage to somehow keep uh, Danny Rand being Iron Fist's identity secret in some way. I think in today, the thing is, in today's world, hmm. having a secret identity probably isn't, you know, it's probably almost impossible. I mean, there, there's no privacy for anybody. Oh, that that's true. But I mean, I, I think that that leads to more interesting, more dynamic stories, and it makes. I think it just makes it more. Mm. Well, I, I mean, look at the better. Arrowverse. You know, short of, short of putting up putting it in your in their <laughs> Facebook profile. <laughs> pretty much everybody yeah. knows who Green Arrow is. Who who the Flash is. I mean, they're they've done a. You know, the number of people that know is ridiculous. Well, yeah, I would I would say that. But it is all, like, it generally is all just the, the team members, like Team Arrow knows who Green well, Arrow yeah. is. Once you know, once you know the, his secret identity, you join the team. Yeah, and, like, once you're, like, same with Flash, like, everyone on Team Flash knows who Flash is. But, I mean, we just think of everybody knowing who they are because that's the characters that you see all the time. But the general public doesn't know who Flash is, and the general public doesn't know that Oliver Queen, the mayor, is also the Green Arrow. True. I, I, I'm being a bit sarcastic here, but... Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just kind of look at it as, uh, you know, this is... I don't know. I So, I, I mean, the, the secret identity thing is something that the cinematic universe has decided, for the most part, it doesn't want to deal with. You know, it's it's yeah. not a storyline. So it's an unexplored area that I think they should explore more of, and they could get some really dynamic, interesting stories about this, especially in the modern day, where, like you said, it would be so difficult to actually keep a secret identity because people do know about your, like, because there are people out there that do know, and those people could easily just slip up and mention it in a tweet, you know. <laughs> Or, you know, facial recognition software, pictures, you know, I mean, all that stuff. Uh, somehow, someway, people would figure it out. Um, and it's probably just, it's probably just easier to an extent hmm. to not deal with it and not take up valuable screen time with those issues. But, but the thing is, like, it actually adds to the the complexity of the character because they, like, for example, your Spider Man, like, a lot of the a lot of the things that he's had to deal with in the comic books have been keeping his identity secret in order to protect his family because mm. if uh, the villains find out who he is, then they tend to target his family members to get to him. Because, and like, you could have yeah. that with. With with the current Marvel thing, because obviously you could uh, go after Pepper Potts for Iron Man. You could go after, uh, Fo you know, Daredevil's the one that has kept it secret. You could go after 
we don't know, as far as we know, Black Widow doesn't really have any family. You could go after Clint Barton's family, which we do mm-hmm. know exist. Um, yep. You so uh, Bruce Banner doesn't have you know the the conveniently most of the Avengers have no family. Yep, like Cap has all his family's dead because right. he's a man out of time. Um, but Luke Cage has uh, has a brother that he could go after. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I mean, the, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't mind. But you know, could could um, well, uh, you know, Steve Rogers really hasn't got a girlfriend. But you know, mm. when Steve Rogers goes out to McDonald's, mm. where's the paparazzi? You know, everyone knows Steve Rogers is Captain America. You would think that the paparazzi would be following him pretty much wherever he went. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen him go out to McDonald's, to be fair, so... No, but we've seen him (laughs) jogging in the park. Well, in what? Was it not, like, at the, uh... That was in Civil War? The White House? Yeah, yeah, but it was not, like... No, that... It was at, uh whatever they call it the national mall the where i think that's where the the washington monument is if i remember that was yeah, in the I, background. yeah so i mean it's just a giant open air i've never been to washington dc but it's just a giant open public green but if you just see a guy jogging around that like you're not going to think anything of it yeah, but aren't, don't you have – I mean, the paparazzi – I mean, fortunately, uh, they're not camping outside my house. But a celebrity, a hero like him, you know, Tony Stark You know, Tony Stark goes to a restaurant. You, you know the paparazzi is mm. going to be oh, yeah. uh, all over the place. Why isn't it that way with Steve Rogers? Same thing with – you know, why, why hasn't there been a prof- – you know, why hasn't there been a profile – on Hawkeye and his family. Everyone knows who mm. he is. There, there probably has been, but they're just like the bits of the MCU that we're not seeing at the moment, like stuff like that mm-hmm. is happening in the background. Possibly not so much with Steve Rogers. He seems to keep himself a bit more kind of low profile. Like when he was jogging in the park there, it's probably five in the morning. Press aren't even awake yet. They're still sleeping from the, the party in the night before. Mm. All right. Um, moving on. Overall, yeah. it wasn't the Luke Cage series I wanted, I guess is the best way to put it. It was the Luke Cage series we deserve. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I wanted, I, I wanted a more fiery Luke. Mm. One, the one that showed emotion. Um, I think I wanted, it was kind of a one-trick pony Luke, Luke, and, yeah. All, I mean, all they really did was uh, shoot bullets at him and watch him bounce off. That's, you know, th- there was some instances of his super strength, but it was mm-hmm. downplayed. Kind of, yeah. He saw them lift the odd car and punch through walls and whatnot. But, but yeah, I mean, they, they shot a lot of bullets at him, and they never learned that bullets don't affect him, apart from the just bullets. And I mean, we, we see that in shows like Supergirl is the one that I, I think of, where she mm. says, really, come on, haven't, haven't you seen the news footage already of me, you know? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, 
he's still quote unquote new to the scene and just being discovered. So I'll give them the shooting bullets at him. But that was that was about the biggest trick of the show. Yep. And you know, yeah, they, I mean, they showed that in the first episode. Yeah, and <laughs> and in the you know in the first season, they develops a bullet that actually hurts him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the cops have this bullet now, so like it's gonna be it's gonna get into private hands. Yeah, I'm gonna guess there isn't that much of the material, and that they're expensive and all that. But uh, and he tried to explain it, and while that theory works, it's like okay, there's still a finite amount of this stuff. So mm-hmm. even if there is, you know, how how much how much is needed in the bullet to make it effective? Yeah. And, and you yeah. know, the number of bullets that were fired and the number of guns that were trained on him, how many, you know, how many do they have? And now your source, I mean, it, now your source is kind of dried up. Yeah, well, I'm sure they can find more Chitauri metal from somewhere. Maybe. They, they'll probably, like, they probably find that stuff lying about in New York from time to time because there was a lot of, like, mm-hmm. stuff came down during that incident. So, um, it was decent, but it, and at times it was a a show that I had to watch the next episode, Hmm. not only because I'm doing the show, but, uh, just, (laughs) I had, you know, sometimes I jumped ahead, you know, I was two or three ahead of whatever Hmm. one we were doing because it was like, I had to, you know, I had to watch the, the next one, but usually I don't think I watched more than three or four in a weekend. Hmm. And then kind of, you know, we would do these and um, I'd kind of uh, hold off and watch it again, you know, and if I if I had already watched uh, three or four ahead, I was good for a month. Hmm. Yeah, I would totally agree. I mean, it's it didn't compel me as much as the other shows to want to keep watching, like back to back like certainly with daredevil and especially with daredevil season two like i mean i I can't remember how long it took me to burn through that but it was only a couple of weeks if i remember rightly um and i really really enjoyed that show and like obviously i think it probably shows on the the podcast episodes like how much we liked that and went into detail about all the Mm -hmm. intricacies of it but this show just it dragged for me um, and like it was a protracted watch, and I, I did watch up till about episode ten within the first couple of weeks, and I just I wasn't feeling it, and then just held off until we were doing the episodes. Um, but yeah, like after Cottonmouth, after Cottonmouth died, the show like went massively downhill for me. I, th- I thought it was just missing something from then on. Yes and no. Like I said, it, they they kind of they wrapped up the storyline and then they went into the setup for other things. Yeah, and uh, they had to. Could they have? Maybe it should have been an eight episode series. Maybe you should have just left the whole Diamondback things for uh, series two. Yep, I'd be fine with that. 
Yep, and I think it would have been more interesting to see like Diamondback coming out, attacking him, getting the suit, having the power, and then like being defeated, going away, and then coming back with the proper powers. That would have been more interesting. Whereas now we've got it all broken up. Like he's already defeated Diamondback and he's gone, and now he's probably going to come back in season two with proper powers, which is which will be interesting to see. But like doing it over two seasons, we've kind of seen it this season, and then we're going to see it again next season. The same thing. No, I, I'm not sure about that. No, next, I guarantee you, next season is Power Man and Iron Fist. Especially, oh, I, I hope they. Yeah, I hope especially they do that. I think it's if, a good balance. Especially if you're going to. Um, it, well, especially if Iron Fist doesn't do as well as uh, the other shows, um, mm. you could pull him in. It, they might need each other mm. because I think to an extent, neither of them work well solo. Yep. And I mean, isn't that what happened in the comic books? Yeah, to an extent. I mean... You know, I, I don't know. I know, uh, I think they switched over to Power Man and Iron Fist around issue 48 or 50 of Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, or Power Man, whatever they called it, and yeah. brought him in. Um, and I don't know, ex- you know, the timing, I don't know. Iron Fist's uh, comic book didn't last past uh, issue 20-ish or whatever like that. I know yeah, what- so basically... Basically, what they did is they took two failing comic book characters, stuck them together, and made a hit out of it. So they could essentially be doing the same sort of thing with the show. Not not that the shows are failing. Like I mean, I assume that Luke Cage is probably still a massive hit. But again, it looks like Iron Fist is not going to be as big, and I guarantee that Luke Cage is not as big as Daredevil. I think you need. I understand what you're doing. You're doing four shows that are going to culminate in the Defenders. And I think, first of all, we still need more crossover. Other than Claire. And Claire was a, you know, Claire, this this show was about Claire almost as much as it was about Luke, I think, to an extent. Mm. Um, But um, other than Claire, we did not get any crossover. Jessica Jones never showed up. Which, mm. yeah, I kind of was there a good spot for her to show up? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Prob. You know, it probably didn't fit the story. Um, Daredevil probably could have shown up. Punisher could have shown up. You know, it didn't have to be a team up. It didn't have to be anything more than. Uh, you know, uh, maybe Daredevil chasing down Luke Cage at some point when when he was fleeing from the cops. Hmm. But I mean, there was enough police things yeah. in amongst this for there to be lawyers coming in. Like they could have had Hogarth in, they could have had uh, Foggy in. You know, exactly. they could have had Marty. You could have done, done something in. like that. You could have had. I mean, uh, Stiltman has been in every marvel series so far and hope mm. eventually that i hope leads to something um mm. but you know he's kind of the joke he's the mm. running joke among uh through the show um, i do like him though yeah, i, I like talk yeah uh 
so I think there's um I don't know. I I, I just I I think to an extent that maybe they need to go somewhere else. Mm. Um not focus on the quote unquote New York heroes. They've done that, mm. they've done it well. Um, but I think it's starting to get a little stale. Possibly, yeah. And I mean, I think Iron, Iron Fist will either confirm that for us or blow it out of the water. Well, now you'll have two set in Hell's Kitchen, one set in Harlem, and I assume Iron Fist is going to be set in Manhattan proper. Yeah. You know, the downtown, uh, uh, you know, the, the ritzy area. Um, mm. Which... Really aren't all that far apart, but um, <laughs> so I think going for. I mean, what what is Phase Two? We really haven't heard anything about Phase Two. We know there's a Jessica Jones season two. We know there's a Daredevil season three. We know there's a Luke Cage season two. Um, Punisher season one as well. Pun- okay, Punisher season one. Uh, are you going to? You know. Are you going to expand it beyond there? Are we going to get the She-Hulk? Are we going to get, um, an, you know, there was, what, rumors of the White Tiger at one point or something mm. like that. Moon, Moon Knight as well. Was the other one in Blade? Moon Knight, Blade. Uh, do we need to go somewhere else a lot i mean new york is the center of the marvel universe there's no Mm. no getting around that to an extent um but could we do something somewhere else could we do something that isn't street level could we have somebody with real powers well i mean all right all right luke Luke h has has powers. powers Iron yeah. Fist and Jessica Jones has powers, and Iron yeah. Fist has a power. Yeah, but none of them want to use them. Oh, yeah, it's because of budgets. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, you, you know, if these things are a success, may, maybe it's time to do something with a bigger budget. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, I assume the budget is quite is quite big for these for a television show. Who knows? And most most of the effects in Locage are pretty good when yeah. they use like effect shots. Overall, it was a decent run. It was probably once again a couple episodes too long. Um, I'll be back for season two. I think you you have all the setup now. Now you hmm. now you have to do something with it. And yep. that's where we'll find out if it uh, turns into something. And I, what I, I don't think Heroes for Hire gets set up until the end of the Defenders, which uh, I think I is would, only what six agree. or eight episodes. Yeah, I think they said six to eight. Which I think, I think that will be telling if that works really well as like a six to eight episode arc. They could very well do that for the shows going forwards. Yeah, I mean, if you have a, st- I mean, the the nice thing about the Netflix format is you can you can tailor your season to 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 be a con- 
to tell a full story without turn, putting in fluff. And I think you and yep. I would disagree as to what the fluff was on this season. <laughs> Flashbacks, for one. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, do we have any tweets that we need to mention here? I don't think so. so. No, I don't think we had any more blockage. No, I don't think we... Yeah. Oh, this 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 will be an interesting one if I can get the article to load. There we go. Uh, this is from Tim Hernandez uh, from Heroic Hollywood, where they uh, rank uh, the seasons. Okay. So uh, let's see. Let me see which order they're going in. I don't know if he's going from worst to... Let's see. I decided to switch it up. Start with the best this time. Okay, so he's working from the best down. Best, Daredevil Season 2. think we'll yep, agree totally on that agree. one. Yep. Jessica Jones Season 1? Hmm... It was good, but I think I've still preferred Daredevil Season 1. Yeah, that's a toss-up. Daredevil Season 1 is 3. Luke Cage Season 1 is 4. And this guy apparently has seen the first six episodes of Iron Fist. um, And says that it's the worst of of the six seasons. But they can't do it after just half the season. That's just the. Oh. You can't judge it. You can't judge a book after reading it, reading half the book. Well, that's like walking out of a movie halfway through saying, "No, that movie was crap." Like, what if you haven't got to the like what makes the movie all tied together? I like, agree. if you've walked out of like any M Night Shyamalan movie halfway through, like you'd have a totally different opinion of it as to if you watched the whole thing. Not that not that all M Night Shyamalan movies are good. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Hello, well, the village. I, and yeah, and he's just saying it's bonus. He says he, he's saying here's hoping the back seven tie everything up. Um, it just means it's going to be. It's probably going to be tough to get through the first six. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, this is like the critics obviously saying this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might have a entirely different take on it. I don't know. Like, from what I've seen in the latest trailer they've put up, I'm excited to watch the show now. I, I think the couple of trailers that they put out before that weren't great, though. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. Oh, only a few days to go now. Uh, and now that Luke Cage, now that we've finished with Luke Cage, uh, I'm quite happy to jump straight into Iron Fist. Um, it, it, you know, like, one, one thing I will say is, like, uh, me and, uh, and my wife usually watch all these shows together, like all the Marvel shows and the movies and whatnot, usually watch them all together. She didn't like Jessica Jones. Uh, it only lasted maybe three or four episodes before she kind of fell off that one. Mm. And then only watched two episodes of Luke Cage and she didn't enjoy it at all. And obviously, I've filled her in on all the bits and pieces that have happened in it. But she's like, yeah, I'm quite glad I didn't watch that. 
but but now we can jump into Iron Fist with a clean slate, mm-hmm. and hopefully she'll like Iron Fist. We'll see. Because she did like Daredevil. All right, dude. I think we. I think it's time to wrap this up. Uh, we will be back. I don't know when are we come. Are we gonna. I guess we'll do it. Okay. First of all, still no name for our Iron Fist series yet. If you have any ideas, please go over and leave them either on our Facebook or Twitter account with your ideas. If you, if we use your title, I will send you a box of crap. And uh, so yeah, and if you're new to the show, uh, tweet us at Cast of Shield. Yep, and our Facebook page is Agents of Shield Cast. And uh, send us your ideas, and like I said, if we use it, uh, we will send you a box of crap. Um, also, looking for th- uh, some type of theme music. I ha- had an idea, but it's probably a little too explicit. Uh, I was thinking it, uh, Five Finger Death Punch, uh, Way of the Fist, but uh, mm, good song. If you can find a, a clean version of it. Well, we're not exactly a clean show, but I don't well, know. Well, <laughs> you, 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 you were very concerned when we, a little uh, inside baseball here. I know you were uh, concerned about the music for Luke Cage, but uh, that that's my idea. Way of the Fist. See what you do. I quite like the idea. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can do something with it. Yeah. It's got some good guitar riffs. Um mm. But yes, yeah, send send us your ideas, and we'll deal. Uh, we'll we'll decide what we're going to do. So our next episode, more than likely, unless uh, we want to do something else first, like the yo-yo uh, sling or the sh- yeah the yo-yo slingshot thing, uh, will be up next week, and it will probably be the first episode of our Iron Fist uh, show. Yes, which may cover one episode, or maybe two, or maybe three, depending on. We decided to do that. So, but uh, Andy, when you're not suffering from flashbacks, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me having acid trip flashbacks every Tuesday with uh, Ali on Forty to Level One. Uh, we broadcast live on allgames.com, four thirty Eastern, one thirty Pacific, nine thirty Greenwich Mean Time. Except for this week when it will be half eight uh, Greenwich Mean Time because of uh, <laughs> daylight savings, as we discovered today. Um, uh, we talk all things movies, TV shows, and mainly video games. And you can find all our episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, as well as allgames.com. And you can find me every Tuesday as well on the B-Team Podcast where with my co-host Ryan, Eli, and Normie, where we discuss video games, tech, and a little movie and TV. Um, Check it out. Tuesdays, 9 p.m., allgames.com. And then Thursday nights, 9 p.m., allgames.com. You can catch me on Knuckleballer Radio with Normie, Eli, and Sean, where we discuss uh, a whole bunch of things. This week's this week's turned into a Chip and Normie show again. <laughs> and oh, we, di- we discussed uh, the Nintendo Switch. And then I was trying uh, to convince Normie not to start vaping. <laughs> okay. Does she, well, does, does she smoke just now? No. Well, no, then. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, yeah, no. Why would you? That, okay. Did uh, Has Normie got a switch yet? Uh, no, uh, not yet. 
No. Okay. So, but check check it all out, and we will see you guys soon. <laughs> and just remember, never backwards, always forward, forward always. Night, guys. It's time to Say how high.